Have you ever experienced panic attacks? I mean, if you have ever experienced panic attacks, I know that you would do anything possible to never experience them again. Hello, my successful and healthy earthlings. Mahela Raguz here, naturopath and founder of the Natural Health Podcast. In this episode, you're going to learn how you are able to fix your panic attacks the natural way. And I'm going to go through what is a panic attack, the number one strategy to fix your panic attacks. And then I'm going to give you hints and tips how to implement this strategy. Welcome to the Natural Health Podcast. We bring awareness to sustainable health in the business hustle space. Natural Health Podcast is perfect for the high-performing, business-minded individuals who want to work with their biochemistry to achieve success and optimal health. It's Mondays with Mahela. That's right, me. Thank you so much for tuning in. I absolutely love, love, love and appreciate your support. Today on Mondays, I provide you with simple, savvy and sustainable health hacks to optimize your health. Let's get straight into it. And today's topic, I'm going to be talking about all things panic attacks. I know it's an absolutely huge topic and I know individuals who have ever experienced these panic attacks, it's probably not the most pleasant topic, but please bear with me because after you listen to this episode, you're going to feel a lot better about your panic attacks and you're going to be able to be equipped with tools to handle it in a better way. Well, did you know that panic attacks are very common here in Australia? Up to five in every hundred Australians experience panic attacks at some stage in their life, right? During a panic attack or a panic episode, someone is overwhelmed and disabled by the physical symptoms that occur, right? I don't know if you've ever had one or not, but, you know, you start sweating, your heart's beating, you can't breathe. I mean, everyone experiences it a lot different too. Not not everyone experiences it the same way, right? And also not just that, not everyone experiences it the same way every time. You may experience one a month ago and it might be totally different to the one that you've had recently. It is different all the time. But essentially they last for about, you know, it hits its peak in about 10 minutes and can take up to half an hour to actually subsize. Some people longer, some people shorter, it depends, right? You become absolutely exhausted and drained. You're emotionally drained. You're physically drained. You just can't deal with it anymore. Most people just go sleep after it, okay? Having a panic attack doesn't necessarily mean that you have a panic disorder. A panic disorder is when you have repeated panic attacks that uh, disrupt your life, right? And some people actually have daily panic attacks where they're unable to actually function on an everyday basis. It stops them from socializing. It stops them from studying. It stops them from working. It stops them from being themselves right so this is why i'm so passionate about this because you know i've had these i've had a panic attack before i mean a lot of us have and we've experienced it and now that i know techniques and things to ensure that you know i know how to handle it if it ever does come on on to ensure that it doesn't come on this is where the magic happens when you know how to deal with your own health and take it into your own hands the natural way right so let's get into a little bit of the 
um, psychology part of it. Okay, so panic disorder is classified by as an anxiety disorder in the DSM-5. According to the guidelines, in order to be diagnosed with panic disorder, you have to experience unexpected panic attacks on a regular basis. Right, so. There's two types of, as a DSM-5 classifies panic attacks in two categories, expected and unexpected, right? And this is where it comes in, right? So an expected panic attack are those associated with fear. So such as fear of flying, you don't want to go flying, you expect it coming on because every time you go on a plane, you get that anxiety attack, right? You get that panic attack. So that is the difference between an expected one, which you kind of like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in the air and I'm gonna feel one, or I'm gonna go see that person, and I'm gonna get it, right? That's an expected panic attack. Compared to an unexpected panic attacks, they have apparent no triggers. They have absolutely no triggers, right? Apparent triggers or cues and may appear out of the blue, right? It's kind of like a panic attack that just comes out of nowhere or different triggers every single time, right? So according to DSM-5, a panic attack is categorized but four or more of the following. So you need to have four or more of the following, right? Palpitations, pounding heart or accelerated heart rate, sweating, trembling or shaking, sensations of shortness of breath or smothering, a feeling of choking, chest pain or discomfort, nausea or abdominal distress, feeling dizzy, unsteady, light, lightheaded or faint, feelings of unreality or being detached from oneself, Fear of losing control or going crazy, fear of dying, numbness or tingling sensations or chills or hot flushes. That is kind of like the signs and symptoms of panic attack and you need to, to be classified as having a panic disorder, you need to have unexpected panic attacks or four or more of these, right? And that disrupts your life, right? So a lot of you probably don't really fit into that and you may get your random panic attacks here and there. It might be a random one there, random one there, and you may experience these signs and symptoms, but they're not expected, uh, sorry, they're not expected and they're just really random and they come out of nowhere, right? So it's crazy because 5% of the people in Australia will experience a panic disorder in their lifetime with 1.5% experiencing panic disorder over a 12-month period. It is estimated that slightly more women than men have panic disorders, which usually begins when people are in their mid-20s or mid-life. So this is kind of like the statistics, what it's saying about it, right? Uh, that's just the statistics what it's saying and you know what my belief is a lot of people don't actually go to the doctor or don't go see a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a counselor or any one of those lines if they experience panic attacks because or they just believe it's something you know that they have to deal with and you know get over so these statistics I don't think are as accurate as they are I think a lot of a lot more individuals experience panic attacks without um, actually being classified as a panic attack it's just something that they experience and they've never actually put a name to it, right? So now, what is the number one strategy to fix your panic attack, right? So I've done research on this, right? And I was reading through it and I came across this amazing study I'm going to go into. And this is what the basis is of this episode podcast, right? Because many people adapt to the panic disorder by various restrictions in their daily living, but that is not the answer, right? That's not the answer. It's not about adjusting to your panic disorder. It's actually dealing with it, right? So the strategy is, are you ready for it? Drum roll. Physiotherapy. Psychotherapy. <laughs> Where was it? Really that. 
So the strategy is psychotherapy, okay? Now, what is psychotherapy, which I want to go into soon, right? But psychotherapy for panic disorders produces good results and the effects are lasting. That is the results from a large long-term study from Lund University in Sweden. (laughs) Two years after treatment, um, they were 70% of the patients clearly improved and 45% were remitted, right? And this is the study, right? I'm going to go into the study a little bit more soon, right? But let's look into first what is psychotherapy, right? Psychotherapy is a group of therapies provided by either a psychologist, counselor, or psychiatrist, physiotherapist. um, Psychotherapy is also known as a psychological therapy or talk therapy. It explores your feelings, thoughts, and behaviors that are distressing you and work towards changing things, right? So what are some common times? And you would have probably heard some of these, right? Cognitive behavioral therapy which looks at the link between a person's thoughts, feelings, and actions, and how each may affect their perception and well-being. Mindful-based cognitive therapy, which is a type that integrates mindfulness. Dialectic behavioral therapy teaches positive behavioral skills to manage your stress, emotions, and develops positive relationship. It is a type of cognitive behavioral therapy. Interpersonal therapy, which helps you deal with more effectively with people and situations you find difficult. Supportive psychotherapy identifies stressful events that affect your mental health and helps you create healthier decisions with encouragement from your therapist family therapy which makes sense you do it with a family acceptance and commitment therapy helps you accept stressful events such as experiences psychotic symptoms and and commit to developing positive attitudes towards them and then there's also psychodynamic psychodynamic psychotherapy it increases your awareness of how distressing thoughts and feelings came to be okay so now now that you kind of know that the number one strategy to deal with panic attacks is psychotherapy. Now let's look into this study, right? This study, I love this study because it was done in Sweden. It was 221 participants over 10 years. That is a very long time. If you know anything about studies, doing a study over 10 years is going to give you some absolutely amazing results. And it's going to be a bit more certain than doing a study that's only six months three months, a year or two, right? So this is 221 participants for a 10-year period, right? So the researchers studied not only the short-term as not only the short and long-term effects of therapy, but also how treatment outcome was affected by offering the patients to choose their treatment, right? So they only looked at, okay, so we're going to give you this treatment and let's see how much it helps you. They also looked at in the individual choosing their therapy, right? The options were from two forms. You had an option of choosing a psychodynamic psychotherapy, P. DT or cognitive behavioral therapy CBT right so one half the patients were allowed to choose their form of therapy and the other half were randomly assigned their therapy right so so the researchers before this all started they thought that the patients offered a choice between two treatments would benefit from receiving their chosen therapy right so they thought no matter what what therapy they choose it's the ones that the individual chooses will give them the best benefit that's what they believed right so in previous research this has been the case and psychologists generally take patients preference into account in treatment decisions so this is where the patient gets to choose which therapy they believe will help them right therefore the researchers were surprised by the result right they were surprised by the result because the results of patients who had chosen psychodynamic psychotherapy tend to have better outcomes than those who were randomly assigned to 
PDT. So the individuals who chose this treatment, the PDT one, were better off compared to the ones that were given it, right? However, the opposite occurred to cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT. Those who were randomly assigned CBT tended to have a better outcome than those who chose CBT, right? That is mind-blowing, right? So if you chose CBT, you had less of an outcome, then you were given CBT, you had a better outcome, right? So essentially, if you choose PDT, you have better results than actually being assigned. If you choose CBT, the ones who were assigned CBT had um, better results than actually choosing it, which was absolutely mind-blowing for the researchers. So this is kind of saying CBT may actually be beneficial if it's chosen for you, right? But then the PDT may actually be better if you choose for it, right? And there were many reasons why individuals thought, because not a lot of individuals actually know what PDT therapy is, right? Um, so they will probably, the, 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 the scientists thought that they may be more aware of psychology and that's why they had better outcomes because they chose it and they actually knew what PDT does, right? Whereas um, cognitive behavioral therapy it's, it's known, a lot of individuals know about it. It's a known use therapy out there by psychologists, psychiatrists, and so forth, right? Now let's look into how you're gonna implement this strategy to get the best outcome for your panic attacks. So now let's look into the first one that was spoken about, which is PDT, right? Which is psychodynamic physio, uh, psychotherapy. I get physio and psycho confused, right? So <laughs> psychodynamic psychotherapy, right? There's a lot of psycho going in there. Psycho, psycho, psycho. In psychodynamic therapy, therapists help people gain insight into their life and present day problems. They also evaluate patterns people develop over time. To do this, therapists review certain life factors with person in therapy. Their emotions, thoughts, early life experiences and their beliefs. So recognizing occurring patterns can help people see how they avoid can avoid distress or develop defense mechanisms to cope. This insight may allow them to begin choosing their own patterns, which is kind of beautiful. I think it's kind of beautiful. It's kind of like you're working through it. You have, you're in a safe space where you're working through all this and you get to choose your way of moving forward, right? Now, cognitive behavioral therapy is based on several core principles, which include, and I'll list them here, psychological problems are based in part on faulty or unhelpful ways of thinking. All this stuff is pretty deep, right? Psychological problems are based in part on learning patterns of unhelpful behavior. People suffering from psychological problems can learn better ways to coping with them, thereby relieving their symptoms and becoming more effective in their lives, right? CBD treatment usually involves efforts to changing thinking patterns, and these may include learning to uh, recognize once distorted in thinking that they're creating problems and then to reevaluate them in a light of reality. <laughs> this could help a lot of people. Gaining a better understanding of people's of motivations of others, behavior motivations of others, using problem solving skills to cope with difficult situations, learning to develop a great sense of confidence in one's own ability. CBD treatment also usually involves efforts to changing behavioral patterns. This strategy also may include facing one's fears instead of avoiding them, using role-playing to prepare for potential problematic interactions with others, learning to calm one's mind and relax one's body. So these are the two strategies that were used in this study and both seem to have helped the individuals, right? Because like I said at the start, 
what happened is with this study is that two years after treatment, 70% of patients were clearly improved. That's a lot of individuals and 45% were remitted. This is crazy, absolutely amazing, amazing outcomes, right? So if you do suffer from panic attacks, this is definitely something to look into, to work with a healthcare professional, to find an individual that you click with, right? You need to find someone that gets you, that understands you, that wants to see you improve, that has experience and that just listens to you and has techniques and has things and strategies to give to you so you are able to improve so you're able to deal with these panic attacks because no one wants to have these attacks for the rest of their lives i mean they're deliberating they impact like i said your family your friends your work yourself you lose yourself with these panic attacks because you believe that that's that is all there is so there you have it If you know someone who would benefit from this episode, please share this episode with them. Share this education because you know what? You may be helping out someone by just sharing this episode and they're going to be like, thank you so much for helping me, right? Do what you do best. Love, like, share, rate, review the Natural Health Podcast. And remember, the missing link between success and failure is your health.